Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. A little bit off with the timing of that uh, because we've got so much going on in here today that we are just pushing all the buttons, whether they be pushed regularly or not. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the show. we got a great two hours of talk radio for you today. And right out of the gate, we get to introduce you to... uh, fabulous, fabulous author and a great story. The book is called Reluctant Pilgrim. Joining us here today, uh, Enuma Okora. And you're going to get to hear her story. We're going to get to chat with her. I believe we're giving away uh, 10 copies of the book. And then later on at the 11 o'clock, Doreen Virtue is in the house. In the house. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. It's great to have everybody here. Great to join you today. Uh, joined today by, of course, Mr. Benny Mathers, nope. Mr. B. And we've got Valerie getting ready to go off to the big city. She's getting ready to go. And we got a great show for you today. Uh, today, I just want to tell you that today's music... Um, the music that you're going to hear throughout the next couple hours is going to be the music by Narian uh, and Janet. It's from their CD, All Bliss. The reason I'm playing this is there are a couple of songs on here, and later on in the next hour you're going to hear the One Piece and Joy. Um, I've just finished um, a movie that put together uh, that we're going to be uh, debuting with all of you in our Call to Connection and uh, Angel Pay It Forward campaign. So I want to just tell everybody that, again, November 11th, that's 11-11, you're going to be getting emails from us about the campaign and about what we're planning. But one of the uh, tracks from the All Bliss CD is the track that's going to uh, that's going to be on uh, the movie itself. And I want to just tell you, um, it has been uh, quite an interesting journey in launch, uh, launching our Call to Connection and our Pay It Forward Angel campaign. It has been wonderful, wonderful. The people that have been part of the team to launch this have been absolutely amazing, just amazing. And so uh, it has taken on a life of its own, as all things do that come from spirit. And part of the inspiration for this, as well as for the movie, which is called A Time to Believe, is been all of you. It has been the inspiration that you all have shown us throughout the years. And so this campaign has been put together to give back and give back to all of you. So what I want to say about it is you're going to see an email that's going to come to you on the 11th. And it's going to come to you from, you know, because you're part of the Dr. Pat Show uh, newsletter list. And you're going to receive it. And it's going to say some very interesting things. Let me give you an example. The first thing it's going to say is that this invitation is about giving for the sake of giving. And so we're not selling anything uh, no one in the campaign is selling anything. What we put together is a pay-it-forward initiative so that we can create pay-it-forward angels. All of us can do this across the globe. 
So far, we have thousands of dollars worth of gifts that people are paying forward, whether they're tools, free downloads, coaching sessions, um, four days and four nights in Mexico, and we've done this in two ways. There will be a an amazing, robust, and abundant list of free downloads for you. And then you will also get to see the gifts and, and some of the other things that have been contributed. And between the 11th of November and the 11th of January, what we'll be doing is we will be giving away each of those items. And each week, as we get new guests to join the show, uh, we'll be asking them if they want to participate and become Pay It Forward Angel Partners. So you're going to be seeing a slightly different-looking email. It's not going to have the Dr. Pat Show banner on it. It's going to look very different. But you'll also hear that what we're asking you to do as well is when you get the email, to tell a friend. There's no gimmick here. There's no, I don't know, agenda. It really is as simple as paying it forward. Now, one of the things that was important for me to do was, because I'm such a visual person, you would never know it since I'm, I, I'm on air all the time on radio in an audio format, is I had this idea to create a movie. And so I created a movie with a combination of photographs and uh, contributions by Caitlin Firing, who is Linda's uh, niece, but also some other photos that are available as well. And this movie is based around a modern-day psalm that has been written by Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis. And so you get to experience a journey in what it means to believe, to hold on to your faith, to understand that we are in this material world that is governed by a purpose, a a power greater than ourselves. And so it's interesting. I create this movie. I have to edit it. I'm working with it. I'm still playing it back and forth. And every time I watch it, I cry. And so, and I'm not going through the change of life. So that's not what's going on here at all. But we are at an incredible crossroads, all of us right now, where we get to choose, you know, the higher order purpose, the higher place of being, or we get to choose the path that is about, you know, that which we can touch, feel and know. And who knows when the trickster shows up or not. So I wanted to share that with you because we've gotten many emails from from folks asking about the campaign because I've talked about it many times on many stations. And um, and I wanted to give you an update on November 11th. You will receive an email. We're asking you to join us in a campaign that we believe will reach people all over the globe. Globe. We have partners that have contributing gifts and so forth uh, from uh, all over the globe. But this is giving for the sake of giving. And we're going to ask you to join us and become a pay-it-forward angel by telling five other people more, if you like. And so all of us together, as so many people, Lynn Taggart and others, you know, Dr. Emoto have demonstrated, all of us can change the vibration on the planet. We do have the power to do it, one individual at a time. Today, my very special guest, Inuma Okora, 
is joining us here today because she is that one person that also has stepped forth to create a change. She is the author of A Reluctant Pilgrim, a moody, somewhat self-indulgent, introvert search for spiritual community. Boy, do I know that. I wonder if she and I have the same birth month. But she's joining us here today because she has a story to tell. We're so thrilled that she's able to join us. She was born in the United States, raised in Nigeria, the Ivory Coast, in England. She holds a Master of Divinity degree from Duke uh, Divinity School, where she served as director for the Center for Theological Writing. She is a writer, a speaker, a workshop retreat leader, the author of Reluctant Pilgrim, and joining us on the show here today. Inuma, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us on the show. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you for having me. Well, I'll tell you, it's interesting how things show up in our lives, Uh and we get to say yes or no to them. What has been the greatest challenge you've had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Oh my, that's a huge question. <laughs> I, <know>. I think <laughs> I think I, I'm not sure that I can I can qualify challenges. They come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. Um, but I think I'd have to say listening, learning to just tune in and listen, listening to that inner voice that refuses to be quiet. Um, that's probably been the biggest challenge. Is not only listening to it but heeding its counsel. Um, and to me, that's just that's a matter of how we learn to live into our vocation and our sense of purpose is to listen for that that voice that refuses to be quiet within you and to actually have the courage to act on it. Oh, boy, I'll tell you, isn't that what we're talking about here today? You know, and, and being able to hear that voice. I, and I want to ask you this question. Sure. What's the youngest you could remember hearing the voice? Oh, my. Probably. Probably seven. And, and when I say voice, I don't necessarily mean an audible voice, but even just sorting of sort of having a sense from the age of seven, from the age I started collecting, being fascinated by and collecting crucifixes. Uh-huh. Um, wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you. hearing the voice. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. I was in Catholic boarding school at seven for a short period of time, and I mm-hmm. actually was fascinated by this, the same thing. I would I would go into the, the church and sit there and just walk the, the stations of the cross. I had no idea what they meant. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That, to me, is an example of hearing the voice. Mm. Mm. And did you have any idea what the crucifixion meant? No idea. I was just awed by it. I was just awed by it. I knew it was something significant um, and crucial to the lives of many because Mass was filled every Sunday. And there it was, right up front and center. Um, I didn't understand it at all, but I was awed by it. Mm. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about spiritual journey. What does it mean? You know, why is it that this author decided, this speaker, this individual decided to sit down and write a book, a memoir? What's the message in this? And is that spiritual path and building that spiritual community available to all of us? What's the key? to stepping into it. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. When we come back, we'll be talking to my very special guest today about all of that and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I give you my soul song. I give you my soul song. I give you my heart song. I give you my heart song. 
Are you ready for a joyful and successful realty experience? Today's real estate market is challenging, complex, and constantly changing, and is one of the best times in years to buy or sell a home. But you'll need to find the right person to help you on your journey, one who understands the opportunities and will make this the best experience of your life. Kathy Stauff is just that person, an experienced real estate agent who knows the pitfalls, can spot the red flags, and guide you to a successful, positive purchase or sale. Kathy Stauff can spot the real deals, saving you time chasing a listing only to find it's not available. Known as the positive real estate agent, Kathy will make your next sale or purchase easy, fun, and successful. Start this journey with positive energy. Call Kathy at 206-276-1070. That's 206-276-1070. Or visit PositivePathHome.com. PositivePathHome.com for the most positive realty experience of your life. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Welcome to Rubenesque Yoga. We offer yoga classes at retreats that focus on relaxation and rejuvenation. You do not need to be a marathon runner or bend like a pretzel to attend our classes. Rubenesque Yoga's retreats are held at the beautiful Wild Iris Inn located in Lacana, Washington, where you will enjoy a weekend of relaxation, yoga, and shopping. Please visit yogaforplussizes.com for more information. That's yogaforplussizes.com. Discover why researchers are investing time and money in an attempt to explain these unprecedented healings and how you too can master this extraordinary work. Reconnective Healing is a globally recognized new level of healing and has been taught to more than 60,000 people in more than 60 countries. Discover your ability to heal November 6th and 7th in Seattle with Reconnective Healing instructor Christine Upchurch. These events will teach you how to utilize this new spectrum of healing frequencies that allows us to access a level of healing beyond anything you've read about, thought about, or dreamed about. To register for the Reconnective Healing events in Seattle, visit thereconnection.com. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. As I said before, uh, what you're hearing is the CD, All Bliss, from Narayan and Janet. And later on, uh, you'll be able to hear the actual track from this 
which we're going to be using for the upcoming movie. And there'll be a link once you get that email on 1111 um, for you to be able to watch the movie and also pay that forward. And somebody said to me that I have to figure out how to do YouTube, which really, I'm just figuring out how to do Facebook. So I'm actually getting help from all of that. But what is the journey? What is the path? And I want to just tell everybody, we're giving away 10 copies of uh, Inuma's book, and that is Reluctant Pilgrim, my very special guest joining me here today, Numa Cora, and we're talking about a spiritual journey. You know, what is, what is it like to search for a spiritual community, but what is it, how do you know when you found it? You know, what is the search? Do people actually reach that goal? Do they ever really find it? And how do you know when you do? How do you know when you're not connected? We have 10 copies of the book, and what I'd love to do is be able to give a copy away. I'll open up the phone line in a minute. And we'll be able to give away. Uh, and I we think do. you can open it now. She'll be right back. Okay. We have 10 copies of this uh, fabulous book to give away to all of you. And it is a memoir. We're going to be talking to Enuma about it. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. And we have 10 copies of the book to give away. Enuma, thank you for joining me here today. You know, I said that we were going to be talking about, you know, what this journey is about, what the memoir is about. But there are some fundamental questions, and that is, one, spiritual community. Uh, What does it mean to search for one? And what is important about it? Is it the journey to search and find, or is it ultimately finding it? To search for one. I think, first of all, there has to be an internal hunger, which I believe most of us have, though not all of us have tapped into it or been able to name it as a as a hunger. Yeah, I get it. Um, definitely, that's important. It's also important to be open. I I don't think I don't think the key thing is is in the finding because I'm not sure that we ever fully find it. I don't believe that's possible, but I think we find traces of it along the way, and that's the key thing is to be open to where. Um, those spots are where you do find spiritual, where you do find a spiritual community, where you do find the face of God. And I think the face of God comes in many different people mm. and in many different cultures and in many different places that often completely surprise us. Um, so one of the key things, I like to think of the journey as a pilgrimage. And one of the key things is staying open to the other pilgrims you meet along the way mm. and recognizing that we're all journeying towards the same thing, trying to look for a glimpse of God. If you had to stop for a moment and decide that you were going to pick, and I'm sure there are many more than this, but pick three people that were pivotal in helping shape, create, craft, cultivate your life journey, your life path. Three people um, in this world that are alive. Um, that are alive. That are alive. Three people that you would say, I want to go visit you because I want to tell you how grateful I am for this, that, and the other thing that you did that helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, who who would they be and what would they have done to help shape the person that you are today? The first person um, I can visit her any time of day would be my mother. <laughs> <laughs> And that is simply because she introduced me to the church, Mm -hmm. and she took me to Mass. And um, that was an important enough part of her life to instill it in her children, and that it was within the Catholic Church um, that I first caught glimpses of even the idea of God, and where I was first awed by 
um, all the aesthetics of the church that somehow appealed to me um, as a child and continue to appeal to me, even though I don't I don't worship as a Catholic um, any longer. Um, so definitely my mother, simply for um, introducing me to that space. Secondly, alive. That's a tough one, Dr. Pat, because Henry <laughs> Nowen, <laughs> who passed away a couple of years ago, would have been one of them. He is a, he was a theologian, an activist, a writer. He was a Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. And through his readings, through reading his books, I, I was so challenged um, for many years in my 20s on the call to discipleship and what it means to not only say yes to the pilgrimage, but to be open to the difficulties and the challenges that happen along the way that often always lead to um, transformation. Um, so Henry Nowen was definitely a spiritual mentor of mine. And it's so funny, even when he was alive, I was actually living in Seattle at the time, when I was doing a lot of this reading, I would go jogging on Queen Anne and just think to myself, oh, I can't, if I don't meet you in this lifetime, I can't wait till the next one, <laughs> where I finally get to meet you and ask you all these questions and tell you how much your honesty um, in your writing um, influenced me in being honest in my own journey. Mm. So he would be the second one. He's no longer alive, but he only died a little while ago. That's okay. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, right. And the third one, oh, this is what this don't we all hate this question because you have to sort of <laughs> limit it to, oh, my gosh. I've got two, two yeah, for the, now. The assumption is that we all have many. <laughs> exactly. Right. Two for now. Two for now. And I'll be, okay, I'll be cheesy and, cor- well, no. Well, <laughs> never mind. I'll, I'll stick with two. <laughs> I'll stick with two. <laughs> all right, there you go. The reason I ask that question is for, for a number of different reasons, because there's so much for you and I to talk about, about what the spiritual journey is. Both of us started as Catholics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I even have an uncle who's like 96 years old or something that, you know, started as a Catholic and he decided he's not a Catholic anymore. That doesn't mean he doesn't believe in Christian practices or doesn't believe in God or Jesus or any of that. But here's the question. One of the things that you say in the book, and uh, I really want to talk about this, is, you know, you talk about your spiritual journey. I don't actually remember where it is, but you say that the journey itself was actually both scary and um, and beautiful. I believe that's your quote. Yes. And I'm so curious about, I couldn't wait to actually talk with you about how so. Uh, what was the scary part in it for you? And then how did beauty show up? Well, I think um, the tense is, is <laughs> because it's still scary and beautiful. Yeah. I know, but me the, too. The, <laughs> the scary part, I think, is that it really forces you, if you're trying to do it authentically, it forces you to self to a sort of self-honesty that can be terrifying mm. um, because you're not only naming and naming the things within you that are called to be transformed, but once you name them, you either can shove it back under the bed where it never stays or you can attend to it. So I think the scary part for me is, is the recognition that doing real inner work is takes a lot of work, and it, it's um, it's not something you sort of just decide to do and then it's okay, I'm mm. going to change, and now let's move forward in life. But um, it was scary because I think of because of the honesty it required and the courage I think it takes to try to live into your most authentic self. That's not an easy thing to do. Um, it was also scary because I think any time you try to engage in relationship with the holy, you just never know what to expect. And I think we're often called to be much more than we allow ourselves to be. 
and when you start um, dabbling with the, with the divine, um, you're not going to be left as you are. And change in any level, I think, can be very frightening, mm. even when it's good change. So that was the scary part. The beautiful part is just the, the is it's almost the flip side of of that. It's the fact that you are transformed, and you're transformed in ways that you never could have conjured up yourself. And it's not and and that transformation, um, in my own experience, has come through other people, through relationships with other people. Um, so the beauty is also the other pilgrims you get to meet along the way and the surprising ways that God um, opens up new doors for you to walk through, new experiences for you to have, new people for you to encounter. Um, and while that's beautiful, that's also scary because, again, you have to sort of be open um, to what will come of those what will come when you pass through those open doors? And and part of this is for me is is the question around allowing yourself to choose the God that feels right that is aligned with you. I mean, I couldn't even say that because I grew up in a culture where you you don't even ask who God is or where God came from. You know, I remember having to do a lot of hail marys and. <laughs> fathers for that question but does the journey does the spiritual journey allow us to decide what god is you know i okay so as a writer yes (laughs) obviously it's very important to me (laughs) and the words i use are really important i don't think i could ever say that i have the luxury of choosing god Mm -hmm. of choosing a god i don't i think we are chosen in the sense that um I see that chosenness as an invitation. I think we are always invited to walk with the holy. Mm-hmm. And um, in my experience, I don't think that I I chose to worship worship God in my the God that I understand is made manifest in Christ, mm-hmm. so the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, I feel as though I was invited into that into what was already going on into that community. I like to think of well, I don't like to think of this. As, Ancient theology, <laughs> the Trinity, right? So right, I like exactly. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is a community onto itself, right? And we are invited to partake in that communal dance of love that happens between those three parts of the of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think on the journey, I, I can only again speak from my experience, but I don't think I could ever say I chose um, I chose God, but more so, I was invited to. To join in that community, and it takes courage to say yes to that. And I think part of that invitation comes from, again, I, I feel like the hunger that most of us experience is mm-hmm. part of the invitation. It's part of the inviting happening, mm-hmm. but it's difficult to name it as such because oh, we're yeah. not always given the language. We're not always given the tools to think about, to, to name these things that go on in, in all of us. Um, yeah, that's beautifully said. When we come back, we're going to talk with my very special guest today. We have 10 copies of her book to give out. Anuma Okoro joining us here today. When we come back, we're going to be talking about spirituality and religion. Are they the same? Are they different? Are they connected? All of the above. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. You hold the key to love and fear. All in your trembling Invest in your life. Indigo Fusion Spa and Gallery. Offering regular meditation classes, spiritually conscious art, holistic healing services, and classes in spiritual development, and holistic wellness. This unique spa is located in Seattle's University District. For more information, visit us online at www.indigofusionsg.com. That's indigofusionsg.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? 
How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Get ready to feel more alive. Alive with a Deal brings you the truth behind things you experience every day, ways you can heal yourself, and choices that make you feel truly alive. A Deal is a true Renaissance man, a world-renowned yoga master, naturopathic doctor for 10 years, an attorney, and has degrees in physics, math, hypnotherapy, massage, operatic singing, plus he's an expert in green home building. Alive with a Deal discusses health for your body, from heartache to heartburn, your mind, from judgment to joy, your home, from cooking to to color and your spirit so you can bring forth your talents hidden deep within a deal bravely discusses things most people wouldn't touch delivered with compassion integrity and wit alive with a deal is about your own healing so that you feel more alive tune in each monday at 11 a.m pacific time on transformation talk radio and alternative talk feel more alive alive with a deal Purna Yoga Centers provides an integrated yoga experience that encourages health, relaxation, and the inner pursuit of purpose without pretense through the natural connection of the body, mind, and spirit. Whether you are looking to yoga for exercise, improve your health, use yoga and meditation as a means of self-discovery, or learn how to teach yoga, our inspired instruction and supportive community will help you accomplish your goals. For more information, visit yogacenters.com. That's yogacenters.com. Tired of not losing the weight? You need a healthy solution for weight loss that protects your muscle mass as the fat burns away naturally. Holistic Medical Center has the healthy option for your weight loss concerns. Lose 1 to 3 pounds per day in 21 days, naturally, under our physician supervision. Call Holistic Medical Center, 425-451-0404. Or on the web, drdarvish.com, D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com. Everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. You should only have like outtakes for what we talk about during the break. Oh my goodness. That might be something we could figure out how to do in the new studio. Uh, but I want to just tell everybody we have copies of this incredible book to give away Reluctant Pilgrim, a moody, somewhat self indulgent introvert search for spiritual community. Anuma Okora joining me here today. She is the author and the guest on the show. Now it's really easy for you all to do that. I'm going to actually make it super easy for you. You can actually call 
in at 1-800-930-2819. Or for those of you that can't go to the phone because you're working, please go to the Dr. Pat Show website, which is Dr. Pat Live. And what you can do is you can put your information in the Ask Questions section of that uh, page. But what you might need to do is give us your full information. And what I mean by that uh, is I would need your name, your address, so that we know where to send, and your email so that we know how to send you the book. Uh, 1-800-930-2819 is our toll-free number. So please go ahead and send in either through dialing directly or through sending us an instant feedback. And you can do that on the Internet from everywhere. We'd love to pay this forward to all of you. Uh, thank you so much, Enuma, for joining me here today. There are a lot of questions, a lot of things that we can talk about. But I think this next topic for me is one that's going to really highlight many, many different parts of, of your journey as well. And that is the ongoing conversation about spirituality versus religion, uh, one being better than the other. Uh, you know, it's almost like we talk about it as if oil, like oil and vinegar, Right. Right. You know, if you grow up in an Italian family like I did and you put oil in vinegar and, you, and then you sit the bottle down, you see the oil separates from yep. the vinegar. <laughs> but then if you shake it all up, it makes beautiful dressing. Mm. Yummy. Mm. So my question is, along the way, what, it, what where are you today with a conversation about spirituality and religion? And how have you personally evolved to get there? That's a question I still get everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. And the way I like to answer that, well, let me start with the caveat that I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> but where I am right now, when I think of religion, I tend to think of it as um, something more rule-bound and with specific boundaries that have been set by humans, mostly men initially. Um, and I think of it as something that's also um, culturally manifested. When I think of spirituality, I envision something much more um, ethereal and free-floating and up for grabs for anyone who's bold enough <laughs> to step into that that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think of I think of relationship. I think of genuine relationship between humanity and God. And I think the difference between spirituality and religion is when we're when we're in relationship with God, there are no boundaries. And God does not, most of the boundaries we, most of the boundaries around God are the ones we create. I think what I've, how I've grown in my own um, spiritual formation is understanding that for most of my life, I put God in boxes. And mm-hmm. God is not a God to be boxed. Mm-hmm. And we cheat ourselves and others um, when we try to put God in, in boxes, when we try to limit God because of our own lack of imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there's a place for religion. I haven't quite figured out what that is or um, how to articulate it, but I'm not ready to throw it out completely. But when I think about myself and my own journey, um, I think more about real-life, living, thriving relationship with the holy. Um, and that, to me, seems much more spiritual than it does um, religious. But then again, I can't deny the traditions in which I was raised that were very religious. Mm-hmm. Um the Catholic Church, obviously, um, but even within that, I think part of the the sorrow, I guess, I have is that so many of us experience just the religious side of of traditional of of 
of Christian traditions and not so much the spiritual side, because I also think spirituality is very frightening mm. for a lot of people, even those who claim to be appointed by God. Yeah. So let me ask you this question then. Do, do you believe that we are or have changed in terms of movement either towards spirituality, away from religion, or some combination of both? Absolutely, mm-hmm. I do. And has I'm that a- been your own personal journey, so to speak? Mm. Um, okay, the first half of the question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm currently um, in training to be a spiritual director, and one of the questions we, we ask ourselves is, if we take a look at sort of the spiritual landscape of things right now, how how is spirituality involved, evolving um, right now? And it's it's this it's this it's this odd thing, right? Because the more we seem to develop as as human beings, and the more we're capable of, and the more technology increases, and social I mean, all these things. The more those things happen, I I actually think the more our spiritual hungers deepen as well, because we're it's almost like the more we seek to become gods. Which I mean, uh, which we are made in the image of God. Right. So all of the developments that, that that are happening, those aren't necessarily bad things. But I think we've really lost the sense of mystery, mm. and we've lost the sense of the expectation mm. for the mysterious and for mer- and a respect for mystery. It's like nothing can anything that's a mystery. It's almost as though we see it as our, as our job to figure it out and to be able to explain it. Um, and I think with that, with that. That brings along with itself um, when you when you lose a respect for the mysterious and for the inexplicable, that also deepens our spiritual hungers without our even knowing it. Because there's so much about spirituality and about relationship with God, about God, that is supposed to be mysterious. We, we, because we are not gods, and I think sometimes we we forget that we forget that we are we are created. We are not creator. Mm-hmm. So that's how I think. So that sort of gets at the first question. Well, it's really, I love, I love having this conversation with you uh, because, uh, you know, in the book, I mean, you really do take us on a path where we all get to know you a bit. And there are so many things that you do talk about um, and, and, and really leading to this now question about mystery, because I believe uh, in the book you talk about miracles. And I want to yeah. talk about this for a minute, mm-hmm. um, because we use the term miracles in our society everywhere, right? Yep. Uh, miracle here, miracle there, you know, and, and but believe yep. me, I got Doreen Virtue coming on after you. She's you know, <laughs> all about angels, right? We're right. doing the pay it forward angel program. I get an email. Somebody says I'm sacrilegious. I shouldn't be doing angels and paying it forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is the mystery in all of this, right? Mm-hmm. But you talk about the miracles and the faith around this. I do want to ask you about this mm-hmm. because there is a notion that miracles are for the chosen, Right. And, you know, them, they say that whoever they are mm-hmm. and whoever the chosen are yeah. uh, and whoever the chosen are and whoever they are that are saying it uh-huh. <laughs> about, the, about the chosen. Mm-hmm. So the question then becomes, if miracles are so widespread, especially in this culture, this pop culture, mm-hmm. then why do you believe millions of people don't believe they're capable or deserve having them in their lives? Well, I, I think, first of all, I, I want to look at the, the concept of a miracle. Okay, cool. I'm not, sure. <laughs> I'm not sure that miracles are always as out of the ordinary as we think. Thank you. <laughs> um, there's, there's, I, there's a part in the book where I talk about um, 
believing that, you know, I'm talking about Jonah and the idea of Jonah being followed by the whale and, you know, coming out alive. And do, is it important to believe that story as um, as having happened exactly like that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I say something to the effect of, I have, I, I have no interest in limiting God and saying God could not do that. As far as I'm concerned, God is capable of doing whatever God desires. So if God wants to have a man swallowed by a whale and live in his belly <laughs> and come out three days later alive, that's great. But to me, the bigger miracle is that somehow God finds a way to help us in our own um, ugliness and um, human frailty. God helps us find a way to crawl out of the underbelly of life, and Mm -hmm. we so often choose to live in the underbelly of life. So the miracle more to me is not that um, Jonah was swallowed by a whale and came out alive, but that Jonah in his own um, arrogance and ugliness turned away from God, and God still found a way to invite him out of that space. So I think so. I, so um, when I think of miracles, I'm not necessarily think of water being changed into wine. I think that miracles happen um, within relationships with people, where a miracle to me would be um, ex- would, would be would be witnessing forgiveness. Yeah. That, to me, is a miracle. Or or gratitude. (laughs) Or gratitude in the face of destruction. Yeah, that is a miracle. It is a miracle. So Uh, I think miracles are the things that encourage our human spirit to keep going, you know, and to keep finding spaces to love one another and to choose good over evil and um, to choose hope in the face of despair. Those, to me, are miracles. And that is not to say, though, Dr. Pat, that that water cannot be changed to wine, but that, to me, is icing on the cake. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, or that water can be changed to cake. Either way. Well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I prefer wine. So exactly. There you go. Uh, you could tell I'm, I'm dieting right now. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the invitation. What does it mean to invite yourself to uh, partake, partake in a spiritual journey and find a spiritual community? Are we in a place where we can give ourselves permission to have that invitation be one of joy? And peace. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Snowflake has a different shape. Every raindrop has a path to take. Every diamond has a different shine. Every atom in itself. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Discover the ancient art of herbal medicine today. Herbs can help our bodies better respond to the modern world's high stress, toxicity, and pathogens. Herbs can assist our bodies with their powers of nourishment and strength. Reconnect to the earth and engage more fully with life through remedies from nature. Using vital herbs through teas, infused compounds, and powders, the talented, highly trained herbalists at Urban Wellness help choose the herbs best suited for you. See what herbs can do for your life and health by visiting Urban Wellness in downtown Kirkland or online at urbanwellness.net. That's urbanwellness.net. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. 
Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Now is the perfect time to learn Tai Chi and Qi Gong. These ancient Chinese healing arts, also called mind-body practice, are simple to learn, clinically proven to be effective, and can be practiced by anyone, anywhere, at any time. For 10 years, the Institute of Integral Qigong and Tai Chi has been a respected leader in mind-body practice training. Visit iiqtc.org. Empower yourself, empower others. Visit iiqtc.org for more information on mind-body practice. iiqtc.org. The 19th Annual Women of Wisdom Conference is February 17th through the 21st. Our theme is Women Arise. Unveil the power of the divine feminine. Special guests are Susan Weed, Carolyn Sutherland, and many others, sharing their gifts through experiential events all weekend long. Join our email list at womenofwisdom.org and watch for announcements about the conference. That's womenofwisdom.org. Do you ever get so frazzled you find it difficult to function? Many people are experiencing more stress and fear than ever. When we react from this place of fear and stress, we end up damaging relationships and creating more grief in our lives. Lynette McKenzie has a solution for you. The Energy Emergency Toolkit. Ten easy tools to go from frazzled to fantastic in five minutes. Visit OpenLiveNow.com and download your free Energy Emergency Toolkit and go from frazzled to fantastic now be alive be connected to the love inside be yourself be yourself be yourself be yourself welcome back everyone welcome back to the dr pat show um i'll talk radio to thrive by melissa i want to tell you i did get your uh, instant feedback and thank you for sending your address to me i will definitely make sure you get one of the books and we actually have a few copies left if you all would like a copy of uh this incredible book reluctant pilgrim uh inuma okora joining me here today just give us a shout 1-800-930-2819 or if you'd like you can go to the drpatshow.com uh or drpatlive.com and right there it's where it says ask a question uh just do what melissa did she's in maui right now but you can still get in there from wherever you are and put in your name and your address and we'll just send you the book because that's what we do it is in the spirit of giving um and so also before we go ahead uh i would love for you to give out your website so people know how to find out more about you get a copy of the book and connect with you directly sure it's www.enuma.com E-N-U-M-A, Okoro, O-K-O-R-O, dot com. Uh, Enuma, uh, and here's the question that I wanted to ask you, and this is really a great way to kind of bring this together. You know, Reluctant Pilgrim, and that's the title of the book, and of course it's a memoir. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of this is, you know, uh, having to take the journey and, 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 and being very awake in reading this book. I mean, there are so, some paragraphs I had to go back and read again, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. what? Um, and so I want to talk about this idea of awakening because everyone's talking about 2012, what 2012 means. Is it going to be a time of awakening? Is it going to be a time of disaster? You know, is it going to be time? What is it a time of? But here's the question. What is awakening? What does it really mean in terms of saying yes to the pilgrimage of spirituality? 
I think it means, again, being open, but being open takes practice. And part of being open requires the discipline of learning to be still and silent, two things I think we struggle with in our culture, being still and being silent, because it's only in those spaces that we we can hear the whispers of, of God. Um, I think it takes discipline, and discipline, again, in, in being still and silent, but um, discipline in... For me personally, it, it takes discipline in reading, reading scripture, because that's also one way that I, I, I sort of tune myself to recognize the voice of God. Um, and it takes being open to conversation with others, and it takes humility, and it takes patience, because none of these things happen overnight. Um, I live in the South, and I love magnolia trees. And I love how magnolias, and one magnolia tree you can have, you can have flowers that are at different stages of, of blossoming. And this past spring, I took a, on one tree, I took a series of photos of a magnolia tree from when it's completely closed to one that's fully opened up. Mm-hmm. And when it's fully opened up, it's the most extravagant, beautiful thing you could ever imagine. And these, these flowers, the blossoms are huge. Um, and every time I see one of those, I'm always reminded of God's extravagance. And I'm also always reminded of the fact that we are called to be as open as these luscious magnolia petals that are just open to receive. Um, but what I also love is looking at the different stages of these blooming magnolias, that we are all at different stages of our own journey. And no one stage is, is necessarily more beautiful than the other. There are fuller stages, but they all contain their own beauty. So I think when I think of awakening, um, I kind of liken it to to the, the, the flowers on the magnolia tree, that there are various stages of being awake and each one has its own beauty, but it's up to us to recognize that beauty and to be attentive to it and to be still enough to um, kind of mine the treasures inherent in each stage. I love that. I really do, because isn't that metaphorically what we're doing in life and in terms of our own journey for spirituality as well? Uh, you know, I love what you just described. Magnolia trees are beautiful. Um, having grown up in the East Coast and have a stepmom that was from the South, I totally get, right, what you're talking about. Yeah. And to your listeners, if you haven't seen a magnolia tree, mm. Google it. Exactly. <laughs> they, Google the blossoms there. Mm-hmm. The flowers are just really, it'll mm-hmm. put all of this in a nutshell for you. I, I want to ask you, uh, because you have made the pilgrimage and continue to do so, as I think so many of us do, mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you, you know, when you wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and you think about your life mm-hmm. and you think about, you know, yes, I am Enuma Okoro and I have written a book and I have studied and continue to study mm-hmm. and I'm going to be the vessel for many messages and many years to come. What's the vision that you hold for yourself? And what vision do you hold for the world? Well, first of all, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I always say is thank you, God, for seeing me safely through the night yeah. for another day in which you may be glorified. That is the first thing that I always Good on say. you. That's a good one. So, <laughs> so that hopefully answers the question more fully in that when I think of Inuma Okoro, I often think of, what, would you, what do you have for me today? What, what spaces are you inviting me into? Keep me attentive to those spaces lest I miss them because of my own agenda. And I never see, I, I, the, the only vision I have for the world, it doesn't necessarily involve Enuma. It involves the healing that God 
that my prayers God will bring through many other, with myself included, but many other pilgrims. Um, so my only task for each day is to, first of all, have the courage and the wisdom to see what's put in front of me and to engage in it and to get through it. <laughs> truly. Mm-hmm. That is truly what it is. And, and to be grateful. To be grateful. There is so much, no matter what we are going through, to be grateful for. And I see that not just in my own life, but in the chances I've had to visit people in other countries, especially developing countries, the times I've had to visit with the poorest amongst the poor. If they can find things to be grateful for, Lord knows, Inuma can too. <laughs> so, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It really is interesting when we get to explore our roots our childhood roots, you know, and it really has taken me a while to look back at my childhood, not as, you know, not as somebody would in therapy and say, wow, what was it like when your your mom got picked up for shoplifting? Mm-hmm. You know, how did that affect you? I mean, rather than say, you know, what was the compassion and sadness that you saw in her eyes and the living conditions mm-hmm. that you had? Mm-hmm. And what did you learn from that? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what your book and your message is about. You really do invite us to really take a look at what's possible. And get to explore the world of, uh, of our own spiritual journeys, journeys from the point of view of unlimited possibilities. So thank you so much for doing that. And I wanted to ask you again, please give out your website and what's your personal message? What would you love to leave us with here today? Keep your imagination wide open because God is much bigger than we often give God credit for. Hallelujah. <laughs> I tell you. I, hallelujah. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Dr. Van. I thoroughly enjoyed Thank it. you. Give out your website if you don't mind. That would be great. www.enumaokoro.com. Or you can all go to drpatlive.com, the drpatshow.com, and then you'll see many, many places where Enuma's link is on the pages, in the schedule, in the archives. If you missed any of this, please do. But again, um, any, any of us that are out there in search for a spiritual community, uh, you will be pleased to take that journey with Enuma. Okoro. Let's take a short break, everybody. Unuma, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you. Again. How awesome is this? Now, where are, you, where are you heading now? I'm in D.C. giving a few readings, then back to North Carolina to do a Skype reading to Australia. <gasps> We're five days away in Australia. Oh, there you go. We're five days a, five. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. We're on five days a I week love, in Australia. Five, oh, days, away. five days away. Ow. I'm just like, I'm, I want to take a trip with you. <laughs> All right, can you uh, put me in your pocket? Let's go down under. Fabulous. Thank you so much. I love having you on the show. Thank you very much. Uh, wow, everybody, make sure you check out the book. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, Doreen Virtue is in the house. We've got lots to talk with Doreen about. Angels everywhere. I love it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Mm-hmm. 